What's going on, everyone? The Broke Investor here. Welcome to the Broke Investor's Podcast, where we find out what keeps broke people broke. Now we can go from being broke to becoming a successful entrepreneur. I'm your host, the Broke Investor. Uh, In this episode, we're going to go over book review number 16, Door-to-Door Millionaire. But before we do that, we need to know what it means to be a broke investor. Simply put, a broke investor is someone who wants more out of life. They might be working a 9-to-5 job that they no longer like or never really liked in the first place, or they might be drowning in debt with no sign of any real hope. Whatever the case may be, I can assure you I've been there and done that. Now, going back on these book reviews here, uh, one of the things with book number 16, Door to Door Millionaire, I actually read it uh, back in March, the weekend prior to the unexpected nationwide shutdown. And that kind of threw a wrench into uh, the the book reviews here uh, simply because I didn't think too much of it, uh, but the week that I was going to release the review, I found out that uh, a couple of agents in in the industry that I'm serving, the financial services industry, actually got arrested, got their license taken away, and they have major fines that they're looking forward to paying after they get released, uh, even though they're part of the essential workers category. Uh, this is back in Pennsylvania. This is open in Pennsylvania. They're pre- performing in-person sales, um, so I decided not to write write the review until this reopened and, and luckily it seems like everything is, is finally uh, reopening the uh, cities states the counties are finally laying off the pedal and reopening the nation which is uh, it's kind of a just in time sort of deal uh, thankfully this is happening uh, we still have these uh, these limitations some some places still require the face mask some people still require ch- checking your temperature what have you uh, to each of their own uh, however uh, you know, I'm glad it's reopening, so I thought it was a good time to come back to the door-to-door millionaire uh, simply because I do, or I should say, I was doing door-to-door sales. I have since transitioned. I am now doing uh, phone sales and, and what I do now. Um, you got to be able to pivot what you do, right? If you see this, and you got to ask yourself, is this ever going to happen again? Is this ever going to affect? Think about all the door-to-door salespeople that had to sit home, and most of them are 100% commission. So if you have to sit home, you can't do door to door, you can't do sales, think about how it's going to affect your income, okay? So I, I pivoted and I've decided that uh, I'm going to be doing uh, sales from now on, over the phone from now on, which I have experience uh, when I was in the hosting industry, uh, but I digress. So if you've ever done door to door sales, uh, you know it's not, a, it's not, it's not as easy as uh, some people make it seem, right? It's not a walk in the park. Uh, it can be very, very challenging to some. And frustrating uh, because you put in all the time, you waste this gas, uh, you know, you're talking to people that really don't want to talk to you. Um, you know, who, who likes it when someone knocks on their door, you know, besides me? <laughs> so in this day and age, I mean, people are getting more and more comfortable buying online. Uh, a decade ago, if you were to ask someone, hey, would you put your, your information uh, online? Would you put your billing information online? Nine out of ten people would probably say no. Nine out of ten people would probably say no, I will never buy something online but that is since changing okay things like paypal is coming out uh, all these uh, secure portals are coming out and, and people are, are don't even hesitate they don't even blink when they give their billing information online they give their emails out online all the time and so it's not uh it's it's not i i, I guess it's not as uh what's the word i'm looking for 
there's no there's no like barrier anymore of getting someone's billing information online. Uh, there is you still need to build the trust and what have you, but it's much much easier, um, especially with the statistics are coming out. Uh, I think it was 2019. Uh, the online online sales compared to total total retail sales in general, just retail, uh, grew to 16 percent. So out of all total retail sales, 60 percent of that 16 percent of that was was online, uh, and that grew. Uh, from the la- from the previous year, so it keeps growing. It keeps growing. So people are getting more and more offended when someone actually knocks on their door. They don't want to deal with no one anymore, right? Uh, and so door door millionaire shows you how to differentiate yourself from the the typical door to door salesperson. And so uh, Lenny Gray, a little bit about author Lenny Gray. There's some people that write books just to write books, right? There's some people that write courses just to write courses. They make money. They tell you they make all this money. And uh, you really find out they're only making money off of books and selling courses. Okay, Lenny Gray doesn't do that, right? Well, he he is now a sales trainer, but after he actually went in and created a company, he's in, he was in the pest control. The majority of door-to-door sales was pest control. Became a top agent in his field, went on to uh, create a company, and actually sold the company for millions, and he did not advertise. The only thing he did was door-to-door sales. He did door-to-door marketing. He grew it to a very successful company. I ended up selling it for millions uh, later on down the road. So, you know, you want to—that's who you want to learn from. You want to learn from the people that that know what they're talking about, that's done it before, and can show you how to do it. And that's what Lenny Gray does here in, in Door to Door Millionaire: Secrets of Making the Sell. Now, I'm not going to go over the entire book, right? I definitely recommend, you know, hearing it from the horse's mouth, right? But there's a couple things that that kind of resonated with me and I, I feel like a lot of people should know this uh, regardless if you get the book or not but i do recommend if you're in the door-to-door sales maybe even sales in general phone sales what have you car sales people come to you uh, get the book you might learn a thing or two more than what we're, we're going to go over so lenny gray goes over uh, what it takes to be a great salesperson uh simply he looks at three things what you say how you say it and what you don't say now what you say it's going to determine if you are considered a messenger or a sales rep. A sales rep is going to tell you anything you want to hear, right? Okay, yes, our, our vitamins can cure cancer. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely, yes. This uh, security system can actually prevent people robbing your house and they'll actually shoot them down uh, once they try to enter, right? Yes, that's a salesperson. Or you could be a messenger. In one of the chapters, he talks about name bombing. So regardless if you go to the door and they give you a name or not, or they give you, you get the sell or not, you, you ask for the sale. So, for instance, or yes for the name. For instance, you know, hey, you know, let's say the person said no to me. Hey, you know, you know, thanks for at least giving me give me a little bit of your time here. You know, again, my name's the broke investor. What's your name again? They'll tell you most of the time. You no, know, nine out of ten people will tell you their name. Now, I haven't gone and done you know ten thousand person survey to try to get the actual nine to ten, but in my experience, the majority of people will tell you their name. You tell them your name, they're going to tell you your name. I have come across a couple old timers, right? Oh, I don't do that. When I ask them for their name, they say, oh, I don't do that kind of thing. Okay. So they're just difficult to begin with. Okay. They probably, you'll probably be able to sell them and then they'll, you will walk out 30 minutes later, they'll cancel on you. So, you know, I don't understand how, how you don't do that. I mean, what don't you do? You don't give people your name. So when you introduce yourself, you don't get your, uh, whatever, whatever to each to a, each to their own. Uh, that's one of the things. So what you say, are you with a messenger? Are you coming and saying, hey, uh, I was just with Joe uh, down the street here, and I, and I just wanted to let you know uh, that we have this this 
great product here. You know, we have, in his case, he does pest control. You know, we have pest control here. We do uh, monthly checkups. Uh, we, we're actually having a promotion right now. We're only going to be here a day or two. Um, and we only have a limited time, a limited spots open as well. Um, that's what you say, right? How you say it, however, how you say something might be even more powerful than what you say. So how you say something, you know, you got to think of your volume. Are you, are you very high? You know, do you have to be very loud? You know, some people think they're just regularly talking, but just other people that might, they might consider them that they're screaming. They might think, and then you tell them, Hey, you're kind of screaming at me. Like I'm not screaming. And they get even louder, right? Their volume increases. Uh, some people are very low. Their volume is very, very quiet and you can't even hear them. And you ask them to speak up and then they get even quieter when you ask them to speak up, you know, so you got to look at your volume, right? Uh, you want to sound confident. If you, if you, especially for males, if, if, if our volume is too low, uh, we might seem uh, weak, right? But if our volume is high, very high, we might seem aggressive, okay? And also, you got to think about your speed. You know, if you're talking very fast, talking too fast, and especially in phone sales, if you talk very fast, as soon as you pick up the phone and you're talking real, real fast, the first thing that comes to their head is that you're a telemarketer, right? And that's the last thing you want if you're in phone sales. You don't want to be sound like a telemarketer. So control your speed. And also your pitch, Right, the pitches, everything, and the vocabulary. Are you using big words? Are you using words that people need to use a dictionary to figure it out? Just make think that you know what you're talking about. That usually doesn't go well. You want simple vocabulary that's easy to understand. Okay, they don't. If you use bigger words, they might think you're trying to hide something. Okay, and the, and the last thing is what you don't say. Now, about over sixty percent of the conversation, and, and, and if you're gonna get that yes or no, is what you don't say. Right, your body position. Okay, it's your eye contact. Are are you are you not giving eye contact to do, to your customer, to your potential customer? If you don't give eye contact, in some cultures, that's very disrespectful. If you're not giving eye contact, uh, on the other side of that, in some cultures, if you give too much of an eye contact, if you look too directly into their eyes, too too much, uh, that can be uh, a sign of aggression, right? And that can be a sign of attack, and that can be disrespect. So you got you got to balance. That. You got to you got to know your surroundings, know your environment, and. and and adjust to that. And then, of course, your facial expressions. You know, because you'd be saying some. Actually, had this happen to me. It, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't selling this person. He's a buddy of mine. <laughs> but uh, I told him one thing, but my face said something else. And I don't remember the exact uh, thing that we were talking about. But he 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 got he pointed that out to me. He said, you know, hey, you're saying this, but uh, your, your face is telling me something different. So. What you don't say is about 60% of the entire thing. 40% is what you say. Uh, the majority of that 40% is how you say it. And then, of course, Lenny Gray goes over uh, three types of sales reps. I found this fascinating. I found this fascinating. Three types of sales reps. Uh, there's the questioning sales rep. There's a sales prostitute sales rep. And there's a yes, ma'am, no, ma'am sales rep. The questioning sales rep asks questions to get the sale. Okay, the sales prostitute does anything to get the sale. Okay, oh, you want a free month? Yeah, we can do that. Oh, you, you want a free add-on? Yeah, we, we can give you that free add-on. That's not a problem. Oh, you want you want the supervisor supervisor to actually give you three months free? Yeah, let me make that happen. That's a sales prostitute. The yes, ma'am, no, ma'am sales rep agrees with anything to get the sale. Oh, yeah, you're asking if this cures cancer? Yes, it sure does. Oh, yeah, you're, you're asking if this is going to prevent... Uh, your son from growing up to be a murderer? Yeah, yes, yes, it does. That agrees with anything to get the sale. 
Are they going to say yes? They're going to say no. Whatever is more, whatever they think is favorable uh, for that sale, they're going to agree with that. The best thing to do is become the questioning sales rep. Uh, with that said, there's three types of basic types of questions. There's the yes/no question. There's the find out question. And there's the assumptive question. Uh, Lenny Gray suggests that yes/no questions rarely get the salesperson the favorable outcome of a sale. So if you're like trying to do a yes/no question, and they and they, they can't work, right? They can't work. But if you're trying to get a yes/no, you're trying to get yes, and you give that yes/no question, more than likely, more often than not, the customer, the potential customer, is going to give you the opposite of what you're looking for, and that's gonna that's gonna deter your sales process, right? Because you're looking for that yes, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna build on top of them saying yes. You know, you're playing in your head. Okay, if they say yes, I'm gonna build this. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. As soon as they say the opposite of what you want them to say, there goes everything that you planned out before you even knocked on that door. I've had that happen to me before. So try to stay away from yes/no questions. Instead, use either find-out questions or assumptive questions. Uh, if you use assumptive questions, uh, you are able to lead the prospect into making the decision. And so, I want to be clear. Assumptive questions is not manipulation. Manipulation, in my opinion, a manipulation because I've dealt with mentors and I've dealt with phantoms. If you haven't seen that uh, episode, if you haven't heard that episode, go to Mentor versus Phantom. It was one of the first episodes. Manipulation involves being deceptive to get what you want. Being deceptive. If you're being assumptive, you're not trying to be deceptive. Okay. You're just trying to offer something that can truly benefit your customer, okay? And if that's the case, you know, there's some people that will never take action, even if it's good for them, right? If you even tell someone, hey, if you stop, if you smoke, that could potentially take seven years out of your life. If you stop smoking, you might be able to add another seven years to your life. If you tell them that, some people won't quit. They won't quit. They won't quit. So some people will not act unless instructed to do so. If you're offering a valuable product, a valuable service, okay, in, in my industry, financial services, if you're offering something like this that can benefit them in the long run, right? In the long, so a lot of people think short term. If you can benefit them in the long run, you have to be insultive in the questions. And so, an example of a assumptive question uh, when going to door to door, and I learned this in uh, one of the companies I was with, uh, I'll go to the door and we'll. we'll Build a little bit of rapport real quick, uh, and then I'll ask, hey, this is only going to take a few minutes to go over. Shoes on or off, right? So do you want my shoes on or do you want my shoes off? And I kind of lean in towards the door. I was very, very, very skeptical of using this until I actually said, you know what? Let me try it. I tried it, and I made the sale. All I said, this is only take a few minutes to go over. Shoes on or off. They let me in. Went over the presentation. I made the sell. That was an awesome feeling. That was an awesome feeling. So that's an assumptive. You know, you're, you're assuming they're going to let you in. So I just asked, hey, shoes on or off? And it worked. Okay. Uh, another topic that he talks about in the door-to-door -door millionaire is 45 seconds or less. Now, I've heard this in door-to-door -door sales via this book, Door-to-door -door Millionaire. But I also heard this, also heard this in phone sales. I think it's it's kind of like an unwritten law in sales. You really have less than a minute, right? About 40 seconds or less, 45 seconds or less, to prove that what you're selling can actually bring value to your potential customer. So Larry Lenny Gray goes over four things that you must explain or do in these 
precious 45 seconds. The first thing, who are you? Why are you there? What are you offering? And the closing question, who are you? Simply straightforward. Hey, my name is The Broke Investor. I'm here to uh, help you with your finances. You know, something like that. I'm with XYZ Company, you know. Uh, and then why are you there? Okay, why are you there? Hey, well, we're offering this this great service right now. Um, if you if you get this now, you can actually uh, financially protect your your loved ones from from financial burden in the future, right? Something like that. Uh, and then what are you offering? And then you actually tell them what you're offering. Hey, well, we're, we're offering X Y Z product, X Y Z service. Uh, those first three: the who are you, why are you there, and what are you offering? I think those are very straightforward. Who are you? Why are you there? What are you offering? I think what separates the successful from the non-successful is the last thing is the closing question that closing question so there's about three types there's three different ways to close there's a soft close it's designed to to take action there's the hard close which is just to quickly determine if they're interested or not they just say hard play do you want this or not hard close hard close they say yes all right let's go with it say no move on or the conversational close so soft closed, hard closed, or conversational closed. You kind of lead in the conversation to close them. Okay. Uh, one, one of the things that, you know, like I said, last year, especially if you look at uh, the mentor versus phantom, you'll know what I'm talking about. But last year, I was, in a, I was in an MOM, right? And the first company, I knew I was in an MOM. The second company was the same industry. I didn't know I was in an MOM until later on. Uh, it was very shocking that, okay, I was, I was in this before. How come I didn't see this when I went in? Uh, but you don't know what you don't know. So in the MOMs, they feel that everyone is a prof- prospect. In door-to-door millionaire, if you don't qualify your prospect, you're going to waste a lot of time. You're going to waste a lot of time. Um, in MOM, even when we had we had the product, we had the service to offer, the main thing that we're doing is we're trying to recruit and we're trying to recruit people that didn't want to get recruited. So you're going to go nowhere if you do, if you don't qualify your prospect, if, you, if they have no interest, if they will never buy from you, you're simply just having conversations that are wasting your time, wasting precious time. So Lenny Gray goes over four qualifiers to see if your prospect qualifies for more of your time because they don't qualify for more of your time and you gotta shut the book shut the phone and you walk away if you're able to walk away from the cell that's going to differentiate you from the typical salesperson wants to sell everybody from someone that's just a messenger if you're willing to walk away from the cell you don't want to you know waste time doing this it's a numbers game so uh the four qualifiers if a potential customer asks how much is it that's a qualifier. So they're asking. They're kind of interested. Hey, well, how much is it going to cost me? If the potential customer asks questions about your product or service, hey, well, how this is going to benefit me? Or hey, can I get this? Can I get this product in blue? You know, would you like it in blue? <laughs> That's another topic. There. If you saw Tom Hopkins, the Tom Hopkins one, uh, the Tom Hopkins review, you should look at that. Uh, the potential cut, and that's a that's a porcupine question. I know. Do you have the product in blue? Would you like it in blue? Throw it back at them. Uh, the other qualifier is the potential customer already owns the product or uses the service you are selling. So they are they are already a, a customer of your product or service. Okay. And right there you have to, and he goes over in the door door millionaire, you gotta you gotta go through a why yours is, is better. 
why is your, why why yours is the superior option? Uh, and the last qualifier, if you observe a need for the project service you are selling. So if you feel like there's a need for that person to have what you're offering, that's a qualifier. And so I kind of want to lead off with the with the story here on, on this qualifying door door. So like I said, this is not the entire review. Read the book. Read the book. If not, just read a couple chapters. It's going to help you. I'm telling you, when I've read, well, I'm telling you that I can, I, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm right now looking at my bookshelf. I'm looking at a handful of books that I can tell you which chapter actually helped me earn thousands and thousands of dollars just by applying their simple principles. I'm not joking. I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you a course. I'm not joking. Okay, and they've done it. These books that I'm looking at, they've done it. So but about the qualifying door-to-door sales prospects and and wasting time, you got to take it from someone that knows what it's like to waste time uh, with tire kickers. That's what people call them, tire kickers uh, or looky-loos. Uh, at, there, was, there was an appointment that I went to. This was back in uh, last October, was it? October, November, 2019. Uh, there was an appointment that I went to, and it was. And I have plenty. I, I have a couple of these uh, stories, uh, but there was an appointment that I went to, and uh, the lady was inside. Uh, so I, and she didn't, you know, she didn't know I was coming. I actually, she never, she didn't pick up the phone. She wasn't picking up. She wasn't picking up. So I went to go door knocker, and she answered, and she didn't want to open. She didn't want to let me in, but uh, I was very assumptive with it, and. Uh, one of the things she said, oh, well, hey, you know, you look kind of, you're good looking. Hey, let's just come on in, come on in. <laughs> so that should have been a red flag right there. Uh, but I went inside and her daughters were in the living room. So she decided to actually invite me into her bedroom, her master bedroom. She invited me into her master bedroom. Uh, I gave her my normal presentation. I overcame a few objections. She had a couple concerns. I overcame them. Um, and so I was at the application point. My, but my Wi-Fi was acting up, and so I, I told her, I was like, hey, my Wi-Fi is acting up. Just you know, bear with me a little bit. So she was like, okay, that's fine. That's not a problem. Uh, let me tell you what. While you're working on that, I'm hopping the shower real quick because I, I want to get ready. Uh, my, my cousin's going to come pick me up. I want to hop in the shower real quick. And, uh, <laughs> my, I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. I should be able to get this work because I already in the, already had all the information. All I needed was to fill out the application and get, and get the autograph, get the signature. Uh, as soon as she closed the door to the bathroom, and this was connected to her room, right? So it was the it was her room and the bathroom right there. As soon as she closed the door to the bathroom, I told her that the application was completed. The Wi-Fi magically appeared and it started working again, and the application finished. And all I needed was her autograph. She told me, "That's that's that's that's, that's good. That's fine. Okay, I'll be right out." She told me, "I will be right out." 25 minutes later, be it, I was already there for about 30, 45 minutes already. 25 minutes later, she comes out with a robe and a towel wrapped around her head. She looks at the application and she mentions, you know what? Why don't we pick this up some other time? Let me tell you right now, she had no intention in buying. And going over her finances, so we go over her finances, it really indicated, I mean, I'm in the position where I say it's better to get something than nothing. Right? It's better to get something than nothing. We can help you with your finance. We can help you, you know, uh, look at your budget and, and, and take some, you know, unnecessary expenses out. Right? You need discipline for that. But it's better to get something than nothing. That's where I was at.
very good, something and nothing. And of course, I wanted to help her, right? I wanted, I wanted to sell, okay? Uh, but I was acting, what I was acting like, and I didn't know this until I read this book this past March. I was acting like a sales prostitute. I was doing anything to get the sale. She told me to go to her room. I went to her room. She told me to wait on her bed while she takes a shower. I waited on her bed while she took a good shower. Okay. So that kind of that was kind of funny because I could I could point to when I acted like a you know a messenger, when I acted like a, a sales prostitute, and when I acted like a yes ma'am, no ma'am agent. And so you need to you need to know that in your business, right? You need to be able to figure that out and stop being a sales prostitute trying to do anything to get the sales and a yes ma'am, no ma'am agreeing with anything to get the sale. You need to stop doing that. You need to become a questioning representative. Okay. Questions. Lead the questions. Um, so again, don't waste time. Time is your precious, precious resource. Don't waste it. You can spend money, right? You can spend money and make money back. If you spend time, you can't get that time back. Okay. So this is not, like I said, again, this is not a definite exhaustive review of the door-to-door millionaire by any means. However, you got to read it from the horse's mouth, right? Or hear it from the horse's mouth. Get the book Door-to-Door Millionaire, okay? One of the best things, if you're door-to-door sales, one of the best things that you can learn. Um, The last takeaway that Lenny Gray talks about, and I've heard this from from a couple of other uh, marketing uh, people, one of the things is Black Friday special. This is actually his first chapter. Uh, The reason sales skyrocket and actually surpassed the billion-dollar mark in sales in one day during Black Fridays is because of three things. There's a limited supply, there's a limited time, and it's a discount. If you can position whatever you're selling, your product, your services, as limited supply, a limited time, and a discount, you're going to make sales. But again, don't be a sales prostitute and be be able to walk away from the sell. That's what separates you from the messenger and the typical salesperson. But it's supply, limited time. If you say there's only 10 slots, hey, sell 10 and that's it. All right? If you say, hey, there's only 10 today. All right, sell your 10, go on the next day. Hey, there's only 10 today. Limited supply, limited time discount stick to your guns so if you're in sales try applying some of these strategies to your efforts you might end up becoming a top producer in your field you know i read this book uh, back in march and i applied it I applied a couple of it uh, even even in phone sales you know and i was i, I was still running uh, during this whole uh, coronavirus fiasco and, and even during this these precautionary uh, people uh, i was still making sales i was still making sales So, you know, read the book if you're in sales. As always, keep growing, keep investing, even if you are the broke investor.